0: Welcome back to 30-something with Sunny. This is the podcast where we talk all about motherhood, self-care, and second chapters, and coronavirus. Unfortunately, lately, the reality that we are all living in is uh, strange and difficult. Um, Before we get into today's guest, and um, before I let you know what you can expect in today's episode, I just want to give the biggest heartfelt shout out and thank you to everyone every person who is keeping our world turning right now, doctors, nurses, physician assistants, other medical care staffers, people who are answering the phones at hospitals and doctor's offices. If you have to be out in the greater world right now when so many of us are locking down and you are keeping things moving, I am so grateful. And I know I speak for everybody out there when I say thank God for you and what you're doing. It's weird out there right now, guys, right? I mean, no matter where you live, um, chances are your streets are a little emptier, your store shelves are ransacked, and things are just kind of batty. Um, It is a strange time to be alive. Uh, We are grateful that People are starting to heed the calls for self quarantine, and that there seems to be some progress there. But there are so many vulnerable people out there right now. So I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I'm kind of telling you how to live your life just for a little while. I encourage you, if possible, to follow the guidelines to self quarantine and to stay put we all have someone in our lives or most of us do that is in some way vulnerable to this virus and just because it may not impact um, certain age groups as much as it does the immunocompromised and elderly. Um, let's just all be good humans and try to just like stay away from each other. This is why we have podcasts, you know, and blogs and social media. We can we could still stay connected in a very meaningful way. But um, yeah, rant over. Just really strange to me though. I'm driving up and down the streets and seeing full-on groups of people at restaurants sitting outside after the government said, please don't do that. So, you know maybe we listen. Maybe we practice being good humans and looking out for each other. Um, You're going to really enjoy today's episode. It is with the host of Atomic Moms, Ellie Noss. I love Ellie and I have just so thoroughly enjoyed all all of the episodes she's done on her podcast now since 2014, I believe is when she started. So she's a podcast OG. Atomic Moms is a top rated parenting podcast. And she is always interviewing experts in parenting authors, and other people who can help us um, gain some insight into how to raise better humans. Um, Her most recent episode is with um, a woman whose specialty is minimalism and dialing down your wardrobe and sort of dialing down the chaos in general in your life. Courtney Carver is the guest name. I encourage you to listen to that. Just every episode on Atomic Moms, I feel like I'm getting just such good, solid information. And um, I... Like I said, I just love Ellie, love her personality, love hearing about her little girl, Sabrina and Eliza and her husband, Adam. And um, I'm sure if you are listening to her podcast, you are familiar with some of the things they've been going through lately. So in today's episode, it is one of the mom happy hours, which is one of my episodes where we just kind of, you know, shoot the shit with moms. Um, I like to know. I love good advice, I love a good expert, but I also mainly just like to know that I'm not alone in this crazy world of parenting, and I feel like a lot of moms like that. These episodes are some of our most popular because um, sometimes the best advice or the wisest perspectives just come from moms, just people who've lived it. So we really dig into all of the craziness that's going on with the coronavirus and what they're doing as they self-quarantine over in California. We talk about her husband Adam's diagnosis of rheumatoid arthritis and um, how that's been impacting them as a family and the fact that Ellie has just started to really open up about that on her show. We talk about, oh gosh, just so much as it relates to raising small people in this otherwise really crazy time. So um, I hope you guys enjoy. I know you will. I will remind you of this on the flip side of the episode too, but you can check out Ellie's podcast, Atomic Moms, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow her on Instagram at Atomic Moms. And that's it. And and just before we get into this episode, guys, just a reminder, listen, I always want to hear from you. I really hope you like drop into my DMs and let me know what it is you think about the podcast or guests or topics you might want to hear about. Um, But now more than ever, since we're all locked inside, let's talk more. I'm trying to figure out a way to get us all on, um, you know, get us all involved in some type of like an online meetup that might be fun to just kind of blow some steam off because we're all locked in the house with children or many of us are. So I'm working on that. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Um, I adore Ellie and I know you will too. Okay. So yeah, we were talking before. I'm really starting to feel like I'm failing in the discipline department with my kids because we're recording. I know, fully know that they're going to barge in, even though I said probably 14 times, I'm going to be in here. Don't come in. Don't talk to me for the next half hour. But they just, there's like no knowledge of consequence for some reason.
1: Well, they also love a good challenge. (laughs) Do your girls do that too? Oh yeah! When I lock the door, then they just start banging on it. And yeah. if, I think a couple months ago, Sabrina had this habit. We <laughs> uh, we had a caregiver who's no longer with us. I mean, I should start that over, not because of coronavirus, although we are on lockdown now and don't have any caregivers. But um, Sabrina was like sneaking out of the house and interrupting my podcast interviews. Oh my god. <laughs> She was like
0: crossing turf to make it to you? Fortifying, yes.
1: And I was like, oh my God, get out of here. Um, So, yeah, they like a challenge. And I, as well, am uh, learning how to get firm with my boundaries for the first time ever.
0: How's that going?
1: Your rude awakening for a whole house. Um, You know, it's a little prickly right now. I'm getting firm with my boundaries, with my spouse, with my children. Um, it, it's on and off. It's It seems to be working with my six-year-old. Her eyes kind of got wide and and she realized like, oh, I guess she is serious. I've always been very wishy-washy. I mean, in the past six years of parenting, it's, I've always been like, oh, like I always felt bad or something about saying no. And now... It, because the world feels so scary, I, I am feeling a very strong line in the sand that I've never felt before. And I'm, um, and they're, they are actually backing down. (laughs) How about you?
0: I love that. No, I, I really identify with the Part where you were saying having a difficult time saying no, it's really in my nature to see both sides of every argument. Yes, oh,
1: that is why you're right. Are you a Libra?
0: Are you a Virgo? I'm an Aries. Okay, oh, an Uh, air sign. So you go with the flow. Well,
1: I'm Aries. Is that air? Yeah, or is that fire? I don't know. I'm really, I think it's air, but I don't know. I could be just making that up. I'm totally Googling it. Um, but, I, but yes, okay, because I've been thinking that it's because I feel guilty, but I know in my gut that's not really it. And you just nailed it for me uh, and saved me probably years of therapy because you're right. It's actually because I have always seen both sides of the argument. I can always come up with the reason why, mm-hmm. even though my six-year-old is so good at that that I don't even have to do that for myself anymore. And I think that's probably growing up with divorced parents and always trying, you know, when one of them would say something about the other one, I would always try to think of like how I could defend that other parent or why they had that behavior in my mind.
0: I That's probably why you do what you do now and that you, by the way, you were right. You are a fire sign. <laughs> <laughs> But I I don't You're know burn I'm, it all down, right, sister? Um, no, I like that though because uh, as much as it can get in the way of really important things like discipline, being able to see multiple sides of an argument or um, understand how to sort of moderate a, a conflict, mm. I think that's a great life skill in general. But I agree that it's really gotten in the way of my parenting too because I will just sort of sit in this middle space and I let my seven year old argue with me not argue, but like sort of go back and forth in like an attorney kind of person being grilled style. And he's like, but okay, so what if we do this? I'm like, wait, I'm the parent. I get to say no. But it really, it took me way too long to get to that conclusion. I don't know why. (laughs) it's really disappointing. How are you girls doing, by the way? I know you just brought something up. I I know this this episode is going to be coming out um, in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. And I know there are a lot of parents out there who are in this boat, which you just really accurately described, which is like needing to become captain of the ship all of a sudden and not just in a parent way, but in a teacher way and in an activities manager kind of way.
1: So how are the girls holding up right now and how are you doing? Well, yeah, we're recording this Wednesday, uh, March 18th. I feel a need to share that because you know what, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, It's also funny because my daughter's entire life whenever my husband would put the iPhone video on, I was always the one like popping in saying the date <laughs> <laughs> I love And that. so that became like a running <laughs> gag in our family. like I always had to say what the date was, and i don't I don't know why I guess because when I was growing up with the VCR, you always had the date on the bottom of the yes. videos. yeah have that anymore <laughs> um. <laughs> that in this moment, I was like, because this is very, I think I had to share that because very quickly, this is going to feel like a time Mm capsule because things are changing so drastically and so quickly. Um, The girls are doing really well. It's uh, so for Know me, um, my husband has rheumatoid arthritis, and he was diagnosed a couple of years ago when our second daughter was born, and his body was completely falling apart um, when he couldn't put our daughter's baby socks on her because his hands weren't working uh, that's when I finally put my foot down and he saw a rheumatologist and able to connect the dots so he's on a medication that makes him you know compromised, which uh, just sets my whole you know coronavirus hysteria uh, to another level. Um, so I took the girls, I took Eliza out of preschool uh, two days before they shut down. Uh, Sabrina, they emailed our school saying, at least Sabrina's six and in kindergarten, and they said, which I thought was a very lovely email and hopefully it was enough to help keep us all safe, they said, you know, send your kid to school Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday we're shutting down so that we can have the teachers learn how to do online schooling. Um, So after that Wednesday, both of my girls stopped going. Um, You know, they haven't realized that they're not going back. Um, I feel... I have this weird sadness about uh, my preschooler, Eliza, like her sleep sack still in her cubby with her little like doll that she sleeps with at nap time. And there's a real, uh, I'm just, uh, because yesterday they announced that the schools are, um, you know, the governor of California said that they maybe, most likely, who knows, there's a good chance that they won't go back to school until fall. Um, Just the idea that my older daughter won't have her incredible kindergarten teacher Carly anymore, that Eliza won't be able to hug her preschool teachers goodbye for the year, like that there's no sense of closure, and the idea that our kids all still have stuff in their cubbies, um, it's so eerie to me to imagine like all these schools have, you know, their lost and founds are full And, um, it's, it's just so bizarre. They, um, they're one trick that is really working for me. And if any family is still getting groceries or doing Instacart, uh, it's probably available because it's totally insane. I've been bribing them with cool whip and <laughs> if they eat their dinner, they each get a spoonful of cool whip That's and awesome. it's really been a useful currency in my household. <laughs> awesome. Um, and you know, the online drawing stuff. I mean, there's so many resources luckily, uh, that are out there. I have, I put a schedule on my Instagram, um, on like day one, of what we are trying to do and we're staying flexible with it. And I didn't mention in the caption, but then later I was concerned that parents might think that I was trying to like overparent or tell people that you need to be a super mom right now and like already have a homeschool plan. Um, and nobody said that, but that's just like the critic in my head. It's been very helpful because my girls really, really do thrive with a structure and knowing that they have the next thing to look forward to is very helpful. Um, She has a girlfriend who lives three doors down, uh, Sienna, and uh, they were on FaceTime. And my daughter, of course, was like, let's trade toys, which is not the time to do that. Um, But Sienna dropped off a little plastic toy in our mailbox which of course I like bleached down but it was so funny cuz it was a horse and I was like oh my god this is going to be the trojan horse <laughs> like <laughs> the literal trojan horse <laughs> in our house but that was a that was a pretty difficult moment for me to realize her one of her best buddies cuz I saw them through the window going to the mailbox and I didn't tell Sabrina they were out front because I know that I would have to tackle my kid to the ground mm-hmm. um, to keep her from seeing her friend.
0: I know that you guys, um, you worked in entertainment before, as well as Adam, and and this whole past week has had a very strangely cinematic feel to it. It oh, is wow. like a very, it's like a frozen in time moment, like you said, kids' items left behind at school, and you know. Years, whatever, half a year's worth of work just kind of piled in their desks for now, mm-hmm. and of course all the seniors and people yeah. graduating. I mean, they're 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 oh, losing memories, but I I keep going back trying to remind myself of the bigger lesson that is in there for the kids. And we have to have this glass half full approach right now, because frankly, it would be totally depressing. And I I do feel for moms uh, moms of kids who are on that, like one of those brink years, like you with kindergarten graduation, that's huge. I feel for you. I'm just wondering It's
1: okay. But I'm sad about the teacher. Um,
0: Yeah. But but I I do think that was a big year, you know, watching my son. I remember last year watching him walk across the stage and Mm -hmm. the little, you know, cap on and his fake little kindergarten diploma. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm telling myself there's a bigger lesson here. I know that I've already sort of been really explicit with my kids about what exactly is happening. Andrew thinks that I'm batshit because I'm always like, listen, guys, there's this virus going around. It could really, it could maybe kill your grandparents. Andrew's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's (laughs) just like slow down.
1: But I'm laughing, but I shouldn't be. But yeah, I mean, ah.
0: I kind of have to, they want to see Mimi and Papa. And so I have to say, listen, Mm -hmm. when we see them, we're going to pull in their driveway and we're going to you're going know, to drop something off and we're going to go home because blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Is your tactic with your kids? Like uh, I mean, they're young. I mean, gosh, Eliza is a baby still, but um, are you one of those parents who sort of airs on the side of, let me give you the kid friendly version of the truth. Or are you just like, okay, let's just, let's just push this back until it's necessary
1: to discuss. Uh, all the kindergartners had already been talking about it. Um, and they, new. I am really cut and dry. It's so funny because like on my podcast, it's very, I try to like channel my Oprah self and it's like very understanding. <laughs> and in my real life self, I am very cut and dry uh, with my kids. I, I have a hard time coming up with the language particular moments to soften the edges. Um, and so yes, they know that it's um, that it's a threat. Um, they seem to be handling it well, although my two-year-old bit my six-year-old this morning. Um, but that might be more about all the screen time she's getting. (laughs) Uh, they, the one moment that was really touching and poignant, and kind of sad was when I put Eliza to sleep the other night. And again, she's two, she's in the dark. And she didn't want me to leave, but she never wants me to leave. And it's like, it takes forever um, to put her to bed. And she said, I don't want to get the flu, mommy. And I was like, oh, and I'm I not- hadn't, and I've been very careful. Uh, you know, I'll say, you need to wash this. Or like, don't you answer that door or don't touch the Trojan horse until I bleach it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, I didn't realize that it had really gotten into my two-year-old's head like that. I've also been really like, careful not to put the news on. Unfortunately, I made the mistake of signing up for uh, an app where I can listen to cable news in my earbuds <laughs> on my phone. Um, so I'm able to like keep up with it where they're not hearing it and not seeing it on the news. Um, but I should probably like delete that app immediately um, for my own sanity. Uh, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, we we're just I'm overly like communicative. I mean, this
0: this is maybe TMI, but like my kids know about periods already. Like so they walk yeah. in on you know they like, you know they know about how babies come out of your body because they asked me one day, right. how did I get out of there? And I just, I mean, so, so me, I told them I laid them like a dino lays an egg, <laughs> which isn't, you know, it's a kid
1: That's pretty version. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I was like, I kind of had to like squeeze you out. And they're like, what? But I mean, I may be the wrong person to ask. I've been around parents before. I think I've offended them with my bluntness, but um I always try to make sort of a sanitized version of the truth because my thought is this, are, I mean, there's a pandemic going on. Our world is forever yeah. changed. And the last thing I want is for, especially my older, my son, who's who's seven now, he's yeah. old enough to understand and, and need to know why he's doing certain things. I yes. just don't ever want to shield them too, too much because then it seems like, um, they can't ever fully appreciate. Now my kids will f- completely be in therapy I'm sure by the time they're like 12 at this rate but I, I don't know. I'm overly blunt about this stuff. Yeah. I mean even today I don't know how it is in California. We're in the Orlando area down here and um there there are people going on with life as normal and it's infuriating. What? Yes, yeah. Possible. So we live in like a little um a neighborhood that has a little downtown area and Andrew mm-hmm. drove home today you know, he's in isolated at work, so he's doing his own thing, but coming home for lunch and there's people eating lunch, sitting next to each other, the stores are open and the restaurants are open. Um, I find that that really triggers my, a lot of anxiety in me. We were in the car the other day and my whole thing was, you know, if this is an indication of how we treat each other, when the world is ending, or at least yeah. it's, there's like a actual life or death threat for a certain group. I'm just, this doesn't make me feel very good. This, may, this is very disappointing to me. And I really, we were driving as a family that day and he was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just, I just, I'm really mad. And, and it sounds yeah. so stupid, but like- No, it doesn't. I mean, do you feel that? I know Adam's health has been something that you've, recently really
1: opened up about on your podcast, especially know, like just in time for the pandemic. Well, I started sharing about it, I know,
0: but you know, I, I think that's good though, Ellie. I mean, yeah. it really personalizes this for mm-hmm. people who may not have that person in their life to, to mm-hmm. understand why it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go off right now. And so many people who just, like I said, continue to be sort of living life as normal, but, um, you sharing that has been like a big step, I'm sure, in like sort of letting some of that out too that had to have been hard to to hold in for so long
1: yeah i mean i was I was scared of mostly for his work, so he's a screenwriter um, and i you know you you worry that someone won't get work if they don't you know because people are so judgmental (laughs) about like, oh, well, is that person going to be well enough to do this thing? Um, Are they going to be able to go shoot a movie in Atlanta for six weeks? And if Hollywood's listening, absolutely he can. Um, But that was one of the reasons why we kept it private. And it's, I agree, it's totally infuriating, um, especially because so many of us are locking down and taking this seriously. And as long as idiots are out there running amok, (laughs) um, it's just going to make this harder (laughs) for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I also find it interesting that the boomers aren't taking it seriously. Um, I am equal parts, you know, very concerned for my parents, uh, and also very frustrated um, starting in January, my little brother and I were texting my dad with, like, you know, there's this virus and it's scary and blah, blah, blah. And my dad's like, no, we're still going on this trip to Europe. And you're like, no, you're, you're, that's insane and you shouldn't. Um, and then finally, like three days before the trip, Trump shut that down anyway. But I, and I think a lot of people are talking to their own parents and realizing, like, why aren't they taking this as seriously as they should? Because they will eventually take it seriously, and I just don't want it to have already been too late. Like I, and then my other concern is just about um, the, ho- you know, the idea of something else happening and not being able to go to the hospital. So, for example, my stepfather playing tennis <laughs> seems like a great way <laughs> to, um, you know, blow off some steam you're far away from another person, blah, blah, blah. But like, just don't twist your ankle because (laughs) I don't know how you're going to get help. And that's been also like to circle back to the kids thing. I've, I've been honest about this um, with them, but where they're really going to need therapy. And I think it's probably true for this entire generation of children that are being raised right now. um, Besides the OCD aspect of washing your hands. Um, by the way, side note, my two-year-old will only, so I have, is it Aesop That fancy soap? Oh with, like, yeah. In, goodness, the, right? in the brown bottle, it's like 40 bucks for it's literally $40. <laughs> um, it's the soap that I like bring out when <laughs> we have guests over. <laughs> I, I like love it. that you have guest soap. That's oh yeah. <laughs> I have guest soap because it's like in our front bathroom, but the kids use that bathroom all the time and I'm not using the $40 soap for them, but you know, um, We'll look back fondly on these little like remnants of the (laughs) previous life we had where I had $40 soap for my guests. But Eliza will only use that soap because she really likes the texture of the pumice. So I think I'm going to start putting sand in our regular. Oh my God. <laughs> what are all these scratches on the back? <laughs> <of my laughs> hand? I guess I should probably Google that first. Yeah. Um, but the, so it's the OCD thing, but then also my constant threats of do not get hurt right now mm-hmm. as they always get hurt. And, um, Eliza's always falling off things and hitting her head and you just we can't do that. I think that's, um, I mean, I'm tempted in the backyard to put them in their bicycle helmets. I mean, I don't this is where I get really weird. Um, and I think that's something I'm gonna have to deal with. Like it's just not only the germs thing, um, but the the potential injury and like how do you get help if you are hurt? Um, and then yeah, so the the grandparent thing is uh oh I just wish people would listen and I wish grandparents yeah. would take it seriously. And I'm like, wait a minute, you guys have been freaking out about everything else. I mean, not, okay, for, fine, I'll get political. But like everything else, Fox News has been so incendiary and alarmist and they've been freaking out about all these things that weren't actual threats um and then this comes along and they've just been like do 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 oh wow, it, it's, it's not that big of a deal oh, you're like what are you talking about i saw this someone on my liberal agenda that we're all going to run out of <sighs> hospital beds like yeah. it, no it's reality
0: yeah i have a friend who um this was on saturday so you know what 4 days ago like posted in an act of defiance that he and his wife are going out to dinner because the media can't stop me it's like no 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 the, yeah. the virus is not part of the media. What is killing people is not part of any agenda. It is, in fact science and people are dying. It's just it's really again it's it's shocking what um what this brings out in people and it really does show how coddled as a nation we've been. We've been able to sort of slap fight over politics for so long because our healthcare system generally is great and then, you know the medicine that we practice keeps people for the most part pretty healthy and then mother nature comes in or or some act of god like this and and sweeps our country and show, like really puts people in their place. I'm hearing a lot of parents say that a surprising upside to this quarantine has Mm -hmm. been like going back to sort of like how it should be and like kids learning practical skills around the house and, you know, learning how to finally make their beds. And we're like starting to do that stuff that we're kind of too busy to do day-to-day life. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I I agree with you. There shouldn't be some expectation of parents to sort of take on the teacher role and everything all at once. But these little moments Mm -hmm. do present themselves when you're
1: locked in a house or in your backyard all day. Well, that's it, Totally. And it's so strange because, you know, we had our caregiver quit on us at the end of January and I was super bummed out. <laughs> and, um, the funny thing is like a week before she quit, she had said that my six-year-old was in the backseat of her car and said, I just want more family time. Oh, um, I'm like, well, Sabrina, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> but awesome. so that when that happened, I took over all afternoons, and I decided to do the podcast only every other week, and um, and so I had a little bit of a warm up to this. Thank God, um, because yeah, it's such a learning curve when when you go about life. I mean, even. I mean, when you have school age children and you know that they're gone for seven hours a day, I mean, yes, I've spent the whole year complaining about the kids being sick all the time. They got hand, foot, and mouth. And that was like three weeks off of school and blah, blah, blah. But you know, there is time away. And now, no, we're all stuck home together. And I'm not going to risk um, anyone else's health coming over here to help. So it's on us. And yes, there are moments when it's I'm like, oh, this is going to quickly devolve into Grey Gardens. Like, our <laughs> house, <laughs> that's faster. Awesome. That's awesome. I mean, we're doing we're doing a lot of show tunes. I mean, we're kind of losing our minds already, and we're only like five days in. But it's um, it has been very helpful to go back to the basics and to remember, um, you know that. People have parented for thousands of years mm-hmm. without all this extra BS. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky that there have been all of, you know, big shout out to like the Mormon mommy bloggers out there. Like there has, um, thank God, there are all of these resources of, you know, women who have been homeschooling and have um, parented in a slower, way. Like I look up Montessori activities. Um, you know, we made homemade Play-Doh yesterday. Um, it is an opportunity to capture some of these moments with our kids that we've past. Yeah. And it's also, it's also crazy. Cause I, um, in, in the episode I just released, I talked about my great aunt Ida at the beginning and she was 104 when she died, but, um, the idea that what we have right now is enough. And that's, Mm -hmm. and she always, um, she didn't have much like, but it was always focusing on, you know, writing letters to her friends Mm -hmm. or like, what are these other ways that we can connect with one another, especially when we're isolated um, and you know, I would, go, and I'm basically like, how did my Grady and Ida stay sane, isolated in her apartment in Northridge for so many years. Um, and it was books on tape for her. I once mm-hmm. found she was like in my early twenties visiting her and I would go about every six weeks, but she had, uh, and then more often later she had the Kama Sutra as an oh like <laughs> That was when she was like a hundred years old. Oh, what? Um, like
0: in an accessible place as in she had just been like sort of perusing it recently. Yeah. And the best part is it was from the Braille Institute. It was the tapes. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Stop. I love that. She the one that you said would eat sauerkraut, make her own sauerkraut oh, all the time?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, my God. God.
0: Yes. I mean, listen, you've got some good genes in your family. Whatever recipes she was cooking up, I would immediately start to do because that is insane. You're right.
1: Oh, God. We should go buy some cabbage on Amazon. <laughs>
0: Just <laughs> to add to your to-do list, you must now have to ferment your own foods. <laughs> what? Well, seriously. I mean,
1: it's – uh, yeah. But it's the idea that we're also – oh, the best – okay, so this is another trick. Um with my kids about like what were r- lessons they're learning, right? like uh, when mom says no, she really means it now, especially this week because I'm about to start my period, so like no means no <laughs> um, the uh you know the don't waste food thing, which I mean, I'm like, oh my God, I'm already reenacting the great Depression, because um, <laughs> I'm like, what like should we start watering down the soup already like but I Um, and like, okay, you have to have a no thank you bite. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. But I'm not even putting more than a no thank you bite on your plate. Um, because I'm not wasting that food. Um, and I'll put a smaller amount on their plates. And then I say, you know, please have seconds. Absolutely. But we used to just pile, like, I just, I'm Mm -hmm. so sick about every day after school, throwing away half their lunch. Oh yeah. It's really, it's
0: really gross when you look at it, or this is a a small thing, but it's always like grinded my cheese a little bit. Um, the ketchup, (laughs) they'll like take the whole freaking bottle of ketchup and squeeze. I'm like, no, you're wasting all the ketchup. And I feel like I'm like not cheap about it, but that just don't waste. You don't waste. I know. Now that we're like rationing food, I mean, we are trying to be deliberate. I baked my own bread yesterday, Ellie. How so impressed? Old person is that? Well, it's like super easy, non rising bread. It's you recipe. Send me the recipe. I will.
1: I'll, I'll um. Hopefully, I already have the ingredients because in should, California, it's... we're out of everything.
0: Oh gosh, that's scary. Yeah, how is it in California versus everywhere else? Because you guys were the starting point. I know we'll, I we kind of are are right behind you, but I know it really started yeah. there and and quickly. So, are there truly no people out on the streets, or how are, how are they following the rules up there? Um,
1: hmm. they okay. So in Los Angeles, you know I've. A lot of my girlfriends and I have been paranoid about this for, you know, a good month now. So, another thing I need to figure out is how to have, uh, and if your listeners have recommendations of like how to deal with adrenal fatigue, because I've been panicking about this for, you know, since January. Um, and now it feels like the rest of America has very quickly caught up and it's been sobering for, you know, at least most of us. Um, but, I, you know the first day that there was like announced no school there were a few texts going out about like who wants to have a play date or there was some talk still about you know spring because we were supposed to have the next two weeks off for spring break um who you know who wanted to host a spring break camp and because of my husband i was like no way like mm-hmm. i am out mm-hmm. um but then that qu- quickly stopped um i think everyone realized very quickly that it that was done um th- uh I took, you know, we, I went to the grocery store on Thursday. I took our housekeeper. Um, She has a car. So I drove her there and, um, you know, gave her cash to buy food because, you know, I think I've been paranoid for so long, but most people were going about their lives. Um, And to realize that Thursday, even at, Albertson's, And it was like, of course, you know, you mentioned it being very cinematic. It was like pouring down rain. Oh. couldn't get a parking spot. Um, I parked on the street, like two blocks away, in the pouring rain and you go in, and then it was just like shelves were empty, and the lines were so long. And this was so crazy. I ran into a girlfriend of mine whose son is in Sabrina's class. and um. And I like stayed the six feet away from her. And it was just like, and we were like, this is so crazy. And I was like, I'll call you. She's like, yeah, but you, you have that impulse to hug. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be something that um, we're going to miss that camaraderie and touch. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the work you do is like to be able to create this camaraderie virtually. Um, but also like, I'm going to start digging in more into like self-care and like, how can I hug myself? Is that like a heating mm-hmm. pad that I put mm-hmm. on my chest? Like, what are ways that I can get that? Um, so the world doesn't feel so cold and isolating. Um, I went for a jog yesterday and we live near, uh, Griffith park and there were a lot of people out and a lot of people walking, um. Seems mostly like families. It did seem like there were a couple kids, moms working together, which I think is insane. Um, but I was in it. I mean, I was jogging and I was, you know, zigzagging because I'm listening to the six feet apart thing. And I was like, then half the time I end up running and jogging in the middle of the street. Because also like there's the whole thing, like I feel like men need to wake up a little bit too. Like it's not like if like I wish the guy on the sidewalk had gone in the middle of the street instead of me having to do it. Right. are chivalry? <laughs> chivalry is dead. Yeah, chivalry. Well, because two weeks ago when I was at the gym, there were a bunch of empty treadmills. And of course, a guy got on the treadmill right next to me. And oh. I was in the middle of my run, but I was already so panicked about all this that I got off the treadmill and I like, got on a treadmill like four rows, to, you know, four over. Um, but that's sort of like the, that's like the LA equivalent of mansplaining like <laughs> subway, right? It's like in LA, it's like they get on the treadmill next to you. You're just sort of like, give me some space. Yeah, that's true. Especially like at a time like this, like, dude, give, give me, give me two or three at least between us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and now they've officially shut down all gyms in LA. And the really sad thing also, you were talking about the restaurants and stuff. Like I have so many friends in the restaurant business and they have so many employees, and it's just devastating um, and I have a girlfriend in who does caters events, and that's gone and you know for now and um, but you know that's going to be true across the board um, it's going to be a really uh challenging time for so many people but i i did you, have you do you remember like the last time you went out we <laughs> haven't gone out.
0: Oh gosh. I mean, we've, we went, we've been picking up, well, not lately on Saturday, we picked up food to go. Um, We were around one couple that night that we had had plans with. And um, my -hmm. husband kind of works in like a warehouse space that was just recently decontaminated. So we brought some pizza over and watched Mm -hmm was it contagion? The one with Gwyneth- oh my God, a real fucking treat. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I was like breathing into my shirt by the end of it. Andrew's like, PS, you're not like, that doesn't help. Anyway, it was just, oh my gosh, talk about anxiety. That was the day before I had like the car anxiety attack as we were driving. But, um, that was the last time we were, I mean, we haven't been around people. We've been walk. we have a loop with like a lake Yeah, kind of walk our loop. Me and the kids, we just ride our scooter, go in the backyard. Aww. You know, we just, we, we, and, and the same with California um, have the ability to be outside, thankfully at this time of year, it's great weather. So I can, my, my heart heart really goes out to parents who are hunkering down in cold climates where really all you can do is hang out and in the family room at the basement,
1: because that's, that's horrible. Yeah. Or, you know, in so many families in these, in small apartments.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard. I mean, we're, we're coming face to face. I've talked before too, about like, um, my general inability to like slow down, like getting quiet yeah. for me is like a deliberate act. And oh, yeah. so I really, that's why we're friends. Yeah. I'm like Whoa. Um, Yeah. It's just like this, this, the top never stops spinning, but um, mm-hmm. it really like being in close quarters like this and, and being deliberate about finding time to um, be by myself or separate myself from the kids to do something like this or to feed that part of me that needs a little, it it feels good. And I know that they're going to be fine and I'm going to be fine. And it's just, I just, I don't know. We're taking it a day at a time. I, I'm frankly of the belief that we are at the beginning of what will continue to be just, a, just an enormous dr- disruption in our lives. And I have friends in the news industry too, who are yeah. still going in to the station. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm calling people and I'm like, like, can't you do this? Like Savannah Guthrie's anchoring from her house. Can't you guys? Like, right. this? I'm like worried for people who are still
1: out mm-hmm. there, and it it does it makes like you great hugs out there for all the yeah. healthcare professionals. Oh my god, and yes! And everybody who's stocking those grocery store shelves. Yeah, it's uh, and, and all the delivery, um, all the delivery people, mm-hmm. uh, and the truck drivers, and everyone who's literally keeping or country moving right oh, now. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Huge. A- and to their families. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's, it's thank insane. Thank you for doing it. Anyone listening? Um, thank you. And I think um, uh, it's like, I want to, oh, I'm looking down because I was like, I want to have something like positive to say. Um, but. Oh, Adam is always saying um when you're cook it drives me insane, but it's good advice for both you and me, which is like when you're cooking, you're cooking. That's <laughs> it, just finish that. <laughs> when you're yeah, because I'll be like cooking and trying mm-hmm. to order blah 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 and trying uh-huh deal with it. You know, it's like, no, when you're cooking, you're cooking, which, you know, easier said than done when you've got kids with you all over you. Yeah. Um, It's
0: insane. I was trying to make breakfast, order books on Amazon and run a math lesson for one kid, like all the same time at breakfast. I literally have gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, Sunny, I split things into quadrants now. Like, so my kitchen, I think of it in like distinct parts visually. And if there's something on this side that needs to be done, I have to just do that first. And then I move to the other side because I will just um, do half of a task and just walk around the island until like eight are done. And it'll take 14 times the amount of time that I need to, if I just stuck with one thing at a time. Okay. I have to ask you this because last time we chatted, we were talking about, self-care and, and beauty products. And you were like kind of a novice in the area oh, yeah. at that time. And I know that you just interviewed the founder of True Botanicals on your podcast, yes. Atomic Moms. And I have been dying to get your take on you know what you're doing and what your routine looks like now that you're like kind of dipping your toe
1: in. I'm proud of you, girl. <laughs> um, well, you'd be proud of me because Nordstrom right now has everything 25% off. So I went ahead and ordered... Uh, Some more face oil uh, because I, in California at least, I don't know if it's gonna be shut down. Like, I don't, you know, that was a ridiculous panic buy at 3 a.m., which again is also me probably just trying in my attempt to hang on to the vestiges of our past (laughs) life, consumerism, consumerism. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yes, it's going well. I, oh, Adam got me some fancy. Uh, stone thing for Christmas that you was
0: oh, it like a about? like a, <laughs> is it like a gua sha tool like for your face? That's exactly
1: what it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh my gosh, I love it. I do you remember really offhand? Like, like what do you what brand In is a it? Black
1: box. Okay. Um, and I don't remember the brand. I'll is it by Wilding stuff. Beauty by chance? No, no. Okay, I know they make a great. Uh, tool. No, but it's it's been very helpful for like my lymphatic drainage on either, and for all the stress on my neck on either sides of. Like I carry so much tension in my jaw and in my neck and that has been, so that's been a nice, uh, treat. <laughs> that's awesome. And do you um, use it with your True Botanicals facial oil? Like how do you yes. like walk us through what you that's do? That's it. Um, it's so funny. Why am I resisting talking about this right now? Um, it's like, cause I, again, I'm still like ashamed that I, I do these things, but also it feels like the world is crumbling. Um, <laughs> I, when the world is falling apart around you, Ellie, you must moisturize your face. Right. I mean, now all we have is Instagram for communication. So my face should look good. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, it, let's see. I also use Lancer still. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The
0: exfoliating I scrub. I really
1: like the exfoliating scrub. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. How? What is my beauty routine? I wash my face in the morning. <laughs> I'm the worst at
0: this oh with
1: you. I'm sorry. Oh, I did. In my last, um, my last little like jaunt out into the world, I got hot because I didn't realize it was all going to fall apart. I, <laughs> although I had a kind of a, you know, I was panicky, but I just thought I was chicken little. Um, so my final day is chicken little before I realized I was, um, right. <laughs> I went to Glossier and oh, yes. I got their cloud paint and their tinted moisturizer. Um, I have a virtual assistant that helps me with the podcast, Olivia. And so I was like, and she's in her, she's a millennial, and she likes makeup. So I, I was like, what should I get? And she gave me a list. So I got those things. But the funny thing was, I all those people were trying on the makeup there. It's just like a, it's what you do at Glossier is, it's just. Counters full of the makeup for you to test yourself and then tell the people what you want to buy. Um, and I was like, No, thank you. Here's my list. <laughs> I will like, not be touching any of I was this. Like, I am not touching any <laughs> of this. Um, and I got highlights, which you know, oh, nice. pointless now. Wish I had the money back, Ugh. but um, but yeah. And then the crazy thing, oh, so I bought that stuff because I was also going to my um our preschool had a gala (laughs) because I, my preschool is, uh, you know, imagine big little lies, the big gala always like, it's like
0: that. Is that real? That stuff is real. People are that fancy. So, (laughs)
1: um, yes. And the, so now I've been just counting down the days since that event, um, in terms of whether or not I might have the virus because it was at a was at the roosevelt hotel and there were hundreds of us and we were all you know dressed that's why i was dressed as faith hill and adam went as tim mcgrock yeah, so i saw that on instagram, instagram. okay Yes. So i did you'd be proud of me i did my own makeup for that that looked great
0: ellie um, big yeah. round of applause that's
1: huge okay, because of the glossier purchases um and also i couldn't be happier that i didn't do a makeup artist that day because then I'd really be panicking <laughs> way Without too close to the face <laughs> contamination
0: <laughs> see that's the difference <laughs> between t- me and you if someone came in in a full-on hazmat suit and was like listen I, I'm infected but I'm safe I'd be like fine just give me a massage do my yeah, makeup
1: <laughs> <I don't> have- <laughs> yeah right too much. um too much. that it was oh and I did drink a little too much at that um they have a live auction part and because of last year um with Adam, he was having a little bit of a hard time walking for a little bit before his meds kicked in. So we uh, got the parking spot uh, spot next to the school that they auction off. And so it was being auctioned off again and I had had a little too much to drink. So I decided to go up and like storm the stage and take the mic and tell everyone why the parking spot was so great and why they should (laughs) bid on it. (laughs) and that you know we got you know it it went way up i i like to say because i did such a good job selling it but now i keep thinking about the microphone that i had touched oh my gosh you were too much because fine. i well no and it was an actor who was like emceeing it so now i just keep checking deadline hoping there isn't going to be some alert that he has it
0: me because let's be i don't know if this is like disproportionately affecting hollywood or we're just reading about it but every time i go on
1: usmagazine.com it's like a new celebrity or athlete Oh gosh, I hope Sorry, they're okay. I, yeah, I hope they're okay, and I hope um, <laughs> the microphone wasn't the end of me. This is so funny. I love talking to someone who shares my just
0: total just over an- analysis of life because I do. Like even today, I, I got the kids home and we just were in our car, but I like got a bleach. I bleached our own handles. I I made them yes, wash their hands, and knew. it's just
1: it's a whole lot. But you know. Yeah. I mean, you do it now so that you're not looking back. Like, I wish it, you had said that we were on the, uh, you know, the front end of this. And it's true. And I wish I had um, – I thought I was being careful, but – I, I just wish I could have taken, I just worry about the kids in school and stuff like that because I I know that those, you know, I mean, a simple cold goes through a class in about two seconds.
0: Oh yeah. It's insane. So what, what does Adam do as someone with RA? I know obviously the immunocompromised position would mean that he's just in the house and and whatever, but like, is there an extra step that you take? Like, is he not going outside at all or, cause that might be helpful for someone out there who mm. is a family member in a similar
1: situation. Just tell us what yeah, exactly he's you're doing. Yeah. Not- uh, I'm not letting him go out right now. And I can't really say it that way because then he'll defy me (laughs) where he was trying to like go through our food quickly. So to have an excuse to leave the house and I had a total meltdown and I think he got it. Um, he's, you know, I think it's a good thing that work seems to be picking up for him that, or he's just a great liar. Like I'm sure for a lot of (laughs) Uh, so like very quickly, the spouse will be like, oh man, uh, you know, because it was silent in Hollywood uh, or everything got canceled basically this weekend. Like he he's working on a, f- a few movies and he was supposed to go into Warner Brothers for a few different things this week and all of that got canceled. So it seemed like, okay, there's a lull. And then by yesterday, which was Tuesday, um, everyone decided that they were going to work online and uh, have these like video conferences and stuff. So- um he i'm going to run off this call and he's going to have you know a full day of meetings online um But I also think he's like so grateful to be able to say, like, oh, God, works back. Cause you know, (laughs) just four kids with the kids, four days with the kids is enough. It's Um, too
0: much. Yeah. Guys, it's it's, for me. I know. I know. I really, not to get all old fashioned, but it is, uh, it seems to be harder for men. I'm not like endorsing that or criticizing, but they just really
1: can't. I don't know what is in their threshold? It's they, true, but it's also don't. a bummer because I'm really, I'm curious how this will, pl- I love how I'm like, I'm going to just say the word curious now, like for everything. So I don't sound so doomsday. Um, I'm just curious about how this will play out for, uh, women and equal pay and all of these things we've been fighting for because now we're all home together and, I'm definitely feeling the like, okay, yeah, Adam, like go back to work, like get your stuff done. Like you are paying our mortgage. Um, And I'm lucky that right now, um, you know, his projects are as of this point, still moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm weirdly having this 1950s thing of like, okay I gotta figure out this kid's stuff and be really good at it because he needs he's you know i'm not going to be getting sponsors for the podcast right <laughs> I know. although I do feel like there's a great opportunity to interview incredible people right now, so that's like you know like yourself so it's a it's a tricky it's going to be an interesting new Balance to find yeah I feel like we're
0: all gonna end up a little more connected after this we're gonna get through it Ellie I know my yes. from one fellow anxious person to another um, oh one other quick
1: oh one quick tip <laughs> yes give yes. it I love it so um Adam was using oh, that's not true I love that I just automatically want to put it on him and I've got to stop doing that because literally he's my only person now because we're stuck in our house together <laughs> uh, at least another month um he uh, so we the dish, some of our liquid dish soap, you know, it'll like pour out of the bottle so fast. And I was noticing how quickly it was going. And I had a, um, a hand soap dispenser, uh, that was almost out. And so I filled that with our, um, dish soap. And so now when I use the dish soap, it only has that one little pump versus it all pouring out of the bottle. And I've I can't believe the difference it's made in terms of conserving that. Well, that's, so that's actually my, really
0: smart. Yeah. That's my
1: Great Depression tip of the day. I Love it! I love it. You're, you're channeling Great Aunt Ida.
0: It's Ida, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, Ida. <laughs> um, oh, and also for St. Patrick's Day yesterday, I put green food coloring in their rice, and they loved it. So you know, oh, that's so funny. Uh, when in doubt, just embrace food coloring. Try and order it now while you can. I love it. Wait, one one thing before I go, this is just goes to show you what a total. Fucking
0: airhead, I am. I confused I can't even say this out loud without getting embarrassed in front of no one. Um, I was under the impression that Saint Patrick's Day was the 14th. I was confusing it with Pi Day and Andrew and so I did this whole like leprechaun thing last week and I was like, Oh, he came and Andrew's like, what are you doing? He came. It's not until um the seventeenth I was like, Oh my god, I'm so dumb. So we lost all of our steam on anything St. Patrick's related because oh the leprechaun already visited on, on pie day to my house, 3.14. So, you know, I do what I can. I'm good at some things. Other things just slip right through the cracks.
1: So. I mean, I keep thinking about Easter. It's oh, like, yeah, that's going to be uh, like, we're all going to be home with our, you know, with everyone. And what can I hide in these plastic eggs? That's right. I know. Get that bunny a hazmat suit so he can come in and I do know.
0: his job. <laughs> um, Ellie, thank you
1: so oh much. I God, feel this like- it was so much fun. Thank you. Ew. Yeah.
0: People probably know where to find you, but I want you to just go ahead and give us all your handles and where to find okay. you and yeah. and
1: tell everybody where we can listen to your podcast. Okay. You can listen to my podcast wherever you listen, um, but also Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. If you just search Atomic Moms, you'll find it. I have a website, atomicmoms.com. I have over 240 podcasts with best-selling authors and world-class experts and also like amazing moms like yourself where we just commiserate and have fun. But there are a lot of resources in those conversations about how to handle, uh, you know, conflict between siblings or with your spouse, um, you know, how to stay sane in the craziness. Um, So I'm really proud that that you know, has been building up for five years and people can listen to it now. Um, because we really, we really need this. I thought I needed it back then, but now that I'm really in it with my family and all of you are as well, like now's the time to catch up on that stuff. Um, on Instagram, I'm at atomic moms and I've been really, I've been having fun connecting with listeners that way. Um, and how about yourself, you know, so, so I can share this on my end. Sunny. Oh yeah. I'm just, um, my podcast is called 30 something, even though I'm
0: about to age out of that decade. So all ideas for new podcast names, welcome. And I'm on Instagram at SonnyAbatta, S O N N I A B A T T A. S O N and So we talk a lot of beauty and self-care there too. So but I know, I do, I'm
1: sorry. I was bad at the beauty answer.
0: <laughs> I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do next time I get like a nice generous little PR mailing. I'm going to like pick out some stuff and I'm going to mail it to you. Like some of my favorite stuff, because it's, you know, I'm like, I
1: I'm wait. Oh my God. I'm your
0: project. You are <laughs> this is very like clueless of me. Right. I'm like,
1: I, I'm, just, I always share about that scene. <laughs> I always think about that scene because even when I saw that movie the first time and I was like in middle school, I was like, Oh, I'm the girl getting the makeover. <laughs> are you Thai? I'm totally Thai. Even though You know what's really funny is I'm uh, girlfriends with Rachel Blanchard who played Cher in the television version. Oh my gosh, Um, stop. Listen to that episode of Atomic Moms. Oh, I have to. I mean,
0: what an iconic... Now that you say that, I'm going to go back and watch that. It's just, that movie was just... The movie's so great. great
1: I know. I wonder if we can find the TV show. Because yeah, Rachel played Cher in the TV show. And I I wonder if we'll be able to find that. I mean, thank God. As long as the internet works, uh, we'll have... Lots of different ways to get through this. Yes. <laughs> we we will
0: not start killing each other until Netflix goes goes cold and then it goes Our dark. Children, yeah, we're, we're oh going to
1: be God. in trouble. Um, um, okay, ah. Ellie. Thank you so much for thank doing you, this. Thank you no, thank you so much. Um, all right. I, I clearly don't want to get off the phone because then I have to go back and take care of my children <laughs> for the next what fourteen hours. <laughs> oh, I
0: know. It's gonna be long. Hey, I'm I'm here if you need anything. And I am gonna see if I can gather up a few products and
1: send them you right just for fun. Um, because you know So sweet of you. When the world gets serious, help- it's fun to play. I love that. Thank you. And I will definitely Clorox them down first. Oh God. God. Yes, you're right. I'll wait. I'm going to wait until afterward. Like don't, don't risk your life by going to the post office right now,
0: but I appreciate the gesture. (laughs) Okay. I'll get in touch in like six months with that. All right, Ellie. Thank you. Something to look forward to. All right. right, girl. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love talking to Ellie. It is always so fun to catch up and see what's going on in her world. And um, we all send good vibes to her and her tribe as well as everybody out there who is um, going through the same crazy time of self-quarantining with children. (laughs) Thank goodness that for the most part, as of now, food delivery and wine delivery is like still happening because I know everybody's looking for a... little bit of an outlet during these crazy times. So stay safe, please do what it is you need to do to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Another huge shout out and thank you to every medical professional out there, keeping people healthy. God bless Godspeed, stay sheltered, stay safe. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be here doing the thing in the meantime. So, um, drop in, like I said, on Instagram, DM me at Sonny Abada, S O N N I A B A T T A. And, um, let me know your thoughts. I want to know what you guys are up to during the self-quarantine. Self Check out Ellie's podcast, Atomic Moms, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow her on Instagram at Atomic Moms, as you heard. And I will see you guys next time. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, that does help so much, and I'm so grateful when you do that. And that's it. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of 30-something.